this week's episode God, if you can't be serious uh, i am i am one of your hosts joshua tracy i'm joined as always by my co-host matt tory hey everybody how's it going and we've got a slew of guests for the holidays we've got um my girlfriend and our our second our third chair today cal grant Hey guys, nice to be here. And we're also joined by the by the newly minted Marylanders, uh, Greg and Caroline. Hey there. And uh, so we're recording this on um, December twenty third. This is coming out Christmas morning. So Merry Christmas, you bunch of fuckers. Uh, and we figured we'd uh, we talk about the holiday a little bit um, as we as we the five of us finish preparing for it. Um, I think Mitch just snuck in. <laughs> but hello, lady gentlemen. Hey, Mitch. Welcome to the party. Full Ma- house. Merry Christmas, to everybody. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Mitch. Merry Christmas. We just started. So, Mitch, since I think your time is is a little bit more limited than than ours, I, I know you, the reason you weren't here with us at the beginning is because you might have to run. Uh, we were just about to talk about what we've got going on for the the big day itself of Christmas. What have you got going on? Uh, I'm thankful to be visiting my parents and having a nice dinner. And uh, not a day of work, so I'm thankful for that. That's really nice, man. What, is it, what does it mean for you this year to be able to see your folks on Christmas? It means that it's a slight adjustment from the way that I... Uh, I'm used to seeing my parents around this time of year, but it, it means the world to me to be able to see them. Uh, it's it's why we're working through the holidays. It's why the holidays are there to spend uh, spend time with your family, friends, whoever you find yourself with, and uh, that's why I'm looking forward to it. I know I know my dad's gonna have a pot roast. Looking forward to having that with some gravy, mashed potatoes on the side. It's gonna be like Thanksgiving B two, except we're sw- switching out the turkey with some uh, red meat. Right on. Yeah, yeah, man. How, how's everybody doing here? What do you got going on for the holidays? Uh, over here, we're doing we're doing Christmas morning on Zoom with uh, with Cal's parents, and then we are just hanging out for the day. We're making a nice, also Thanksgiving like lunch. We're gonna roast a turkey. No, sorry, chicken. Um, <laughs> you know, sides and whatnot. Much smaller than our Thanksgiving, but. That kind of style. And then to make sure we fit in the Jewy Christmas, we're going to uh, get Chinese food for dinner and watch a movie. Um, That's wonderful. As, as it is written, so shall it be. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Matt, what do you got going on? So my my Christmas this year is really getting kind of flipped upside down. I um, My my mom is still recovering from COVID at the, at the current time. Um and so trying to figure out a way to that we could still get together and exchange gifts without, you know, being irresponsible has been uh, a challenge, you know. So I, I right now my our plan is on Christmas Day for, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go over there uh, for a little bit. Um, obviously, I'm going to be wearing a mask and everything uh, to kind of do the whole gift exchange thing on Christmas um, but then we're planning on sometime next week once, you know, everyone's recovered and kind of gets all their test results back, um, having like our, you know, celebration where we, you know, we have dinner and, and, and spend time with each other. So um, definitely it's been uh, 
a very different Christmas season for me. Um, like, you know, I'm sure most people, you know, trying to, you know, adjust to this, you know, strange world that we're all living in and just trying to make the best of uh, our circumstances. And I want to I want to loop back to, to some of what you said in a minute, but I guess let's finish this out real quick. Greg and Caroline, what have you guys got going on for Christmas this year? We are actually, as we speak, <laughs> down at my brother's house in Shadyside, just about half an hour outside of Annapolis where we are. Um, they drove down from New Jersey today. <laughs> Wasn't really advised to do that, but you try telling my mom that she's not going to see her kids. So um, yeah, sure, give me her number. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother, who's in the Navy, uh, flew in to BWI from California last night, which sounds awful. Airplane plus California, but um, he's actually been quarantined for months at this point. Um, so this is his, his first venture out. And then when he gets back, he has to go right back into quarantine. So he's in town. We'll be spending Christmas Eve and Christmas day at my oldest brother's and my sister-in-law's, um, house and spending time with the, uh, the new baby, my niece. That sounds really cute. Yeah. It's as normal as it can be. Usually it's about like 30 plus people at my parents' house in Jersey, like extended family, a huge thing, formal, um, like this huge dinner. Um, but obviously that wasn't happening this year. So it's definitely, as Matt was saying, it's definitely an adjustment. Well, Caroline, what, this, this is your niece's first Christmas, right? Yeah, she was born at the... Dude, it's like her 60th day on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the viewers don't know that. <laughs> this is the only, uh, this is the only world she knows. So, what what's it like being an aunt? Uh, it's it's awesome. Um, I was over there today because my my brother obviously came in last night. So, me and my two brothers and my sister in law just like hung out for a little bit today. Watched Monty Python, um, and I was holding the baby, and I was just like. For the first, the first few times I saw her, I had this urge that I couldn't get out of my head that I was like, that is not a human. That is like an animatronic doll. That is not a real <laughs> person. I cannot comprehend. Today I was holding her and I was like, oh my God. You're talking about your niece or politicians? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> <was> like Congress. <laughs> I mean, she's got the same sly personality. What can I say? But um, no, she's it's it's great it's it's definitely great it's funny because my brother um i thought seeing him as a dad would be like this whole different thing and it would be weird it's just him plus a baby now it's <laughs> really i'm concerned for the baby oh uh she's she's doing she's doing fine i was over there today and she had like a blowout and joe had to go upstairs and deal with it <laughs> how much mets apparel does the baby own currently oh so much so much like excellent absurd. Well, no, I Josh, hope my baby's ready time. for a lifetime of disappointment it's called character building josh <laughs> oh believe me as a lifelong jets fan i have built zero character <laughs> <laughs> all excellent. i have That's... is sadness oh. <laughs> i yeah i can relate Mets this isn't Jets. a sports podcast, but the Jets just won on Sunday, and I'm still not emotionally recovered from the fact that we won a game, and I hate it. 
I hate the fact yeah. we won, but that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> yeah, not about. And we could go on a tangent there, but that's good, Caroline. I'm glad you got to spend time with your niece, and it's wonderful uh, that you're an aunt now. It's a brand new experience for you and and Greg. Greg, Greg hasn't said a word. Greg, what's your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Greg, so what are your what are your thoughts, Greg? So here are my thoughts: is that we, so we you know the good news, Mitchell, is that we just got all of this podcast equipment, and we're just trying to work out the kinks, and that's why I'm here. I'm just kind of trying to lay low a little bit. This is kind of Caroline's deal tonight. I'm really here for technical support, but it keeps doing a great job, by the way. Yeah, thank you. As you can tell, <laughs> no, as you, you can are tell. about to get fired and outsourced to India, my friend. <laughs> But the volume from Discord has cut out a couple of times. You guys are saying I'm having issues with my with the like sounding like a robot. Um, so I'm working through it. We'll figure it out as we go along. We're having fun. Hey, I, I just I want to I want to clarify. Mitchell's question was, Greg, what are your thoughts about Christmas and Caroline <laughs> being an aunt, right? And then you yeah, responded yeah, with, and then oh, you and responded with, an I got podcast yeah. equipment. And okay, <laughs> I just I wanted to make sure that I was I, I, yeah, I babies were cool, that. Okay. but I got microphones and a mixer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool, cool. No, that's that's great. That's that's fantastic. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the kind of content we want to put out there. That's that's the listeners tune in for. Um, but uh, but hey, so Matt, yeah, what kind of um. What kind of ideas was the family discussing when they were talking about exchanging gifts on Christmas? You know, you have like a COVID uh, situation. How are you going to do it remotely? Oh my God, Greg. I was just going to ask uh, Matt Tori about how they were going to deal with the COVID um, reality and exchange gifts. Were they just going to like leave the gifts outside their house and then run away? Were they going to. Uh, I don't know if their family had planned some sort of online gift exchange. I don't know if had, if anybody had any uh, experience now, doing you, that. You, you said put the gifts down and run away. Why <laughs> would they run away? <laughs> I mean, he didn't want to. He didn't want to catch the COVID. He needed to run from it. <laughs> you got to flee the COVID. <laughs> Is this still awful and miserable? No, it sounds way better. Every time your vol the volume cuts out from Discord and then we can't hear you, so we I back out and then rejoin and then our microphones are fucked up. Stop so, doing that. Well, stop not letting me hear you. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some reason the volume will just like cut out, cut out randomly. Is it your Wi-Fi? No, it's definitely not my Wi-Fi because it's the similar things that happen when we're playing Catan together. Have you tried talking to Texas? But don't you play Catan over Wi-Fi? <laughs> right. So right. Wouldn't it? No, it's not our Wi-Fi. I think it's Discord. But whatever, we'll figure it on out. We're getting there. We're having fun. But they're not. Okay. Oh. Well. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so, so what am I, do you want to know my thoughts actually, or are we good? Can we? No, move? we moved on. Matt's telling us about about um, yeah, having we're... Christmas while confronting the realities of of COVID. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Uh, I mean, uh, just to be totally frank with you, it's been it's been it's been really shitty and it's been really tough to to navigate that this situation. Uh, 
I don't know. If so you, what kind of techniques did you use? So I don't know. I don't know if you were on the podcast or I might've said it before you joined, but like right now my plan is to, to go over there on Christmas day. So I guess the day that, you know, today that this is dropping, um, for like an hour or two and just, you know, I'm going to wear a mask and we're going to exchange gifts. Um, and like, I'm not going to stay long. Um, um, but then like kind of, you know, next week at some point, once everyone gets their test thing, we can like hey. spend real time together and. It's good. You'll be, be able to spend some face to face time together. I don't know if any, did anybody do uh secret Santa's online this year? Like no. the virtual yeah. ones? No, no. Did you? No, nobody. No, I no. Didn't. Caroline did. Oh, Caroline did. Excellent. Was it a white elephant one or was it just a normal grab bag? No, it was just a um, just a secret Santa swap. I it was between me, Julia, Becca, and Molly, and I got Julia. What'd you get? Anything good? I got her a um <clears throat> like a cardboard game. It's called I Descent and it's modeled after Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So is it, is it um, a two player game? You know what? Not even that sure. I just saw it. And I was like, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> is your friend is your friend into law? Yeah. Um, she's kind of a genius. So Oh, okay. Well that helps with law is being a genius. Yes. Oh no, is look at Rudy Giuliani. Game? It's <laughs> yeah, it's a card game. <laughs> That's cool, Mitch. You've been you've been into a, on a board game and card game kick lately, haven't you? I have, and the it's so crazy that she said that there was a game called Descent. I literally just watched a video about a card game called um, I forget what it was called. It might have been just called Lawyer. They're called like Lawyer or Justice. It was one word, and it's a card game that you play between two people, and one player plays as the prosecutor, and one player plays as the defense. And there's all, and it's really crazy because like there are different cards that represent different witnesses and you have to do certain things with certain pieces of evidence and you have to influence the jury. It looked very, very complicated and very, very difficult. And it's also, I tried it's to buy it. It's unavailable to buy. Like you just can't buy it. Again, it's really? a card game, not a board game. Oh, it's a card game. Yeah. It's a card game. That sounds so, like, it, it Let me, uh, I, I want, I want to ask everybody, um, uh, uh, to to flex a little bit, what is your favorite gift that you got to give somebody? What's your what's the the gift you picked out for somebody else that you're most proud of for having come up with this year or lifetime? This year, Greg. <laughs> I don't want to go first. Yeah, this year wasn't a good year. <laughs> it's a bad year for it. No, seriously, let's Greg ta and I let's talk about romantic it. Romantic about our gifts at all. We all, we know exactly what we got each other. It was all practical. I like wrapped zero gifts. Mitchell, how did you get your gift from me this year? Unwrapped, and I did complain about it too. You did complain <laughs> about it. That is true, but uh, it's a different. It's a how, weird. How did year. you give Mitch his gift? Literally bought it from a local store and just had them ship it right to him. Didn't have it uh, wrapped. No, no, nothing. Just sent it on its way, and that's the same thing. Have Mitch, speaking of board games, what'd you get for Christmas from me? I did get an expansion to Pandemic, which once uh, this pandemic subsides, I'm really looking forward to playing that with you, Matt, Tori. But nobody else. Uh, and uh, who else wants to play? I'm not going to see Greg. I'm not going to see Caroline. <laughs> no, no, I'm no, no, no. You, Josh. No, no, no. It's, it's just me and Mitch. 
You know, it, it, it is it is the Matt Tory expansion pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like just like doing a Matt Tory is going on Google and looking something up. You're a very, very popular man, Matt Tory. You know, you know I, real, I, real quick, yeah. I did ask a, a different question, but I, I want to take a moment because I was talking to um, my friend Pete the other day who mentioned a phenomenon I was wondering if you guys had encountered, which is that he is trying to buy a lot of his gifts for people for Christmas off of Amazon because it's just convenient. Um, yeah. And he'd been having them sent to their houses. Uh, but the the problem that he had encountered is that people were opening the packages before Christmas, which he wanted to avoid. Because they were addressed to them and arriving from Amazon, and like, who right. doesn't have Amazon? So what he started doing was putting the recipient name down as his name, but sending them to his friends and family so they would know uh, not to open those gifts before Christmas. And I thought that was fucking genius. Yeah, that's I smart. Was if you guys had thought about that. Very smart. Uh, I think my brother, uh, a couple years in a row, because like I said, I just. Not like he wanted to pack them, and his suit just had him sent ahead of time. Yeah, like I know, um, Pete started doing it. Ah, uh, there you go, because because Pete's mother like sent him a gift on Amazon and said, "Don't open it till till Christmas." And Pete was like, "How the how the fuck am I gonna know?" <laughs> yeah, with all the other packages that are, that he's getting, how do you know which one is? Yeah, Mike's gonna be messed up again. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, how about you, Matt? You got, anything, you got anything? Did you get anything for anyone that you were especially proud of? So I did, but I don't want to give it away on the podcast now because I haven't given that gift yet. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Um, I will say though that now I having after having heard all of these. Amazon tips. I'm very upset with myself. I just shipped them all to me, and I'm now trying to figure out how the fuck I'm going to get them all to these people. <laughs> That's what Kel and I are doing right now. Yeah, like I don't know why. Like, gifts in would it make more sense? To send well, because my thinking was like, well, I don't want to do the because then like it just shows up in a box and like they don't get to unwrap it and all. The, it's like the you know. But damn, that would have been easier. Our mic's cut out again. Is it really bad again? No, no you're, you're great. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, well, we we had bought our gifts for people starting in like November, like before Thanksgiving even happened. So we were thinking, like, yeah, you know, we probably can't get everybody together, but we can like see people and shit. And now we're just planning yeah. hit and runs because it's like we won't yeah. even really get the chance to. We're gonna be throwing our gifts at people through their windows. Like we're not gonna. Yeah. We're not get anywhere near you people. Mm hmm. So you weren't planning on sending these gifts out three weeks ago, is what you're saying, Josh? Oh, fuck no. No, no, no. I, w oh, I was okay. planning on, on, on contained gatherings where we could distribute them in, in person. And right. now, now we're becoming our own personal U UPS service, having to try to figure yeah. out how, how best to strategize um, these deliveries, which we'll fucking see. It's also not helpful that some of the gifts have not arrived yet, so... Some people will be getting their gifts after Christmas. Oh, uh, several of my gifts have not arrived yet. I, uh, I had, I, so I ordered wrapping paper, like more wrapping paper too. That's not here yet either. So I have a bunch of gifts that I can't even wrap. It's not getting, it's literally not even, paper isn't supposed to get here until Saturday. So I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Like, I mean, 
on one hand, like I, I'm probably only going to see like a handful of people between now and then, uh, like that I would, I would even theoretically be able to give them their gift. Um, but yeah, it, it just sucks to suck, um, for gift recipients of Matt Tory Cause they're all coming late. Ah, oh, the Matt Tory special. Also, <laughs> <laughs> um, what it is, is it's so, it's so, you know, I could, you, you, you think a little bit like, oh, did Matt not get me something? Like what? And then like several days later, it's like, oh, look at this. A little present. Look at this. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I so. I, th I think it's funny the people who are complaining about the mail being slow, as though it's a new phenomenon. Because obviously it's worth complaining about because it's inconvenient and annoying. But it's also like I don't get why some people are surprised. Like we literally yeah, the had, never been fast. I know, but like we literally had Senate hearings this year about like where we deposed the the Postmaster General for the possibility of mail being intentionally slowed down. Like. There was no way this holiday season was going smoothly. <laughs> oh, no, of course not. No. But I think I think it also adds to how, you know, it, it's funny how life can kind of imitate um, current events and, and news in a certain way in, in a, like, like how what you see can become part of your little reality because I think we've all experienced to some varying degrees a, certain loss in the sense of the passage of time and i think yeah. having the mail be slow and therefore extending these holidays out farther than they would have due to the fact that these are gift giving holidays and there's just no way we're getting our gifts on time is really befitting of of a year where time has already been a difficult construct to wrap your head around and this is just a, a compounding effect of that you're not wrong what is time? Right? Very precious. It's very precious. What, what What is the difference between getting a gift December 25th and December 26th? Does it really even matter at this point? No. Right? No, it doesn't matter. Well, that's because... the thing I, I feel like has been, I don't want to say nice about COVID Christmas, but like, it's it's struck down a lot. Like I said, my Christmas is usually like pretty, I don't know, um, ornate and you know all this pageantry <clears throat> bullshit with my family, and it's like this whole uh, the whole of Advent really is like a big deal in my family. And now that it's like just stripped down, like the bare essentials, I'm like you know what? Yeah, I. Christmas, just Greg and I in the apartment. Like, our usually, usually I have like a, a six foot huge tree. We have this tiny little thing. I'm okay with it. We have like a quarter of our Christmas decorations. Half of them are still in New Jersey. That math didn't add up, but you know what I mean? And we're okay yeah. with it. Like, it's not, you know, a tiny little Christmas is okay. <laughs> well, that was another thing I was planning on asking everybody because now, Mitch, I know you've been at your apartment a little bit longer, but for Matt, Greg and Caroline and Kel and myself, we're all experiencing, I think, this Christmas in a different, like, home than we were last year. And I was wondering mm -hmm. how you guys have taken in that difference since this is a, this is a new Christmas in terms of where you are living. And this is a, a first Christmas in terms of what's going on in the world and the environment in which we're having, you know, 
this holiday go by and how you've been digesting the, you know, the confluence of those two things. I'm thankful. I only have to deal with one of those things, but it feels like a new home in a, in a different way. Each year, I feel like I'm in a new home, to be quite honest with you. And I've lived in the same apartment for four years now because you're in a different situation. You're around different people. You have a different perspective. And it's that's why I like the holidays because outside of the pageantry, like Caroline was talking about, where you get together with your family and you have all the celebration and a lot of foods and the decorations. For me, I take it as a time of reflection because it's it's the end of the year. You know, you have time to look back on what you have done and where you were a year ago. Um, so the way I've been dealing with it is the same way I've dealt with it every year, which is just uh, reflecting on how we've changed and the things that we've gone through. And it, it's been nice because through all these terrible, awful situations that we've all been enduring together as humans, I can tell you that I learned a lot of things and that I'm, I'm a better person because of it. That's a beautiful sentiment, Mitch. Dang, Mitch. Mitchell. All right, Caroline, you go next. But I think quite the general attitude I have this year, um, specifically because we're in a, a smaller apartment. We are now in a, uh, a one bedroom as opposed to a two bedroom. So um, things are a little more cramped, things are a little more stressed. We're no longer in New Jersey. So even though you know we weren't living at home a year ago, we were still 20 minutes away from the normal festivities. Like I said, we did a big thing at my parents' house. Um, so this is the first year, actually, since I've since we've moved to since we moved to Hunterdon County. This is the first year that Christmas at the Highmills is not happening, like at all. So even that in itself is a big deal. Um, but I've just been more and more assured that I can kind of make my own Christmas anywhere. Like you know, I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but Greg always says that I do a really good job of every year and just kind of in small ways and in big ways, just making it like a big deal. Even if he's dragging his feet, I'm like bringing him out. We're doing Christmassy stuff. We're watching Christmas movies. We're like keeping the spirit alive. And the fact that I still managed to do that in a away from home in the first year that Christmas looked the way it usually does. Like I just, yeah, uh, that, that pretty much sums it up. Um, yeah, I just, I think I did. I, I was really nervous about this year. Like, I was nervous about Christmas because Christmas means a big deal to me. Like, it just, I don't know. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge Christmas person. It just improves my mood so much. And I was like, shit. Like, is this year going to be really depressing? And is the fact that, like, it's going to feel weird, like, really bring me down? And it didn't. And thank fucking God. Yeah, and I think while Christmas looks different this year, it gives us the opportunity to build our own traditions. I mean, that's what Joshua and I have really enjoyed about this, like the holidays that we've already experienced this year and, you know, leading up to Christmas is we've never had the opportunity to even spend our holidays alone, um, not visiting family. So it, it gave us a chance to to really sit down and reflect on like what the holidays mean to us because, you know, growing up and, and always gathering with family, your traditions are kind of laid out for you. And this year gave us an opportunity for us to to choose how we spent the holidays. Um, and we got creative with how we were able to see our families. We did, uh, you know, we're doing a socially distanced gift exchange with Joshua's family. And then we are hopping on Zoom to open presents with my family. So 
it's uh, it's been a wacky year, but I think a lot of a lot of good has come out of it too. Yeah, I agree. How about you, Matt? How do you feel about about this year um, experiencing Christmas for the first time? And, and you know, like I I think Christmas I hits a little bit different because it's also that finality to the to the year attached to it uh you know riding kind of the coattails of new year's a little bit um so how are you digesting this holiday away from home or at least in a new setting um as well as given all the world conditions i you know i gotta be honest with you guys i um it's been uh it's it's been a little tough you know for me personally um i think uh you know obviously a lot of us have a, a similar situation and that we're a lot of us are in new apartments this year um but uh i don't know i just like i mean i i'm used to you know like every other year i've been at my parents house which is you know all decorated up with christmas stuff and um Usually on Christmas Eve, I'll visit my dad's side of the family. On Christmas Day, we'll go to my mom's side, and it's like you know, see everybody. Um, and it's like it's like the big holiday of the year. Um, and it's a, and you know, I guess I never really thought about in thinking about it. Now it was really always kind of a nice way to like mark the, and like mark kind of the years that like I'd spent with my family. Um, you know, being here in this new apartment by myself um, has been, it's it's been an interesting experience. I mean, on one hand, obviously I'm able to look back on like the last year or so of my life and be like, wow, like I've accomplished a bunch, you know, I've, I've moved out of my, I've accomplished a lot at work and, and, and kind of having it be the, and, you know, marking that passage of time has been interesting from like a personal growth kind of perspective. Um, at the same time though, it, it so does not feel like Christmas. Like, I don't think I've ever had a Christmas that felt less like Christmas than this Christmas. Um, you know, where like, I just, Absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, you know, but I, I in here, especially you know, Kel, when you were talking about like you and you and Josh kind of making your your own traditions this year and kind of you know figuring out what the holidays mean to you, um, it's something that I've I've never really thought about. I've never like like personally, and I'm and I'm jealous of you know, hearing about all of your experiences of of you know figuring out how to you know how to best celebrate um, you know with with the people who are around you, you know and. So, I, it's it's been it's been very very strange very strange um and hard to put into words i guess you know i um i well, have you know, good well i i i think part of it is this this year has been less invitational than any other year because we're really not supposed to be inviting people to be doing anything. Um, yeah. Like I know our friend Ethan, um, who is British, like every year he does Thanksgiving at a friend's house with their family because Thanksgiving isn't a, it's not an English holiday. It's an American holiday. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it just wasn't a thing at their house. And this year he couldn't do that. And he couldn't do yeah. that because for one of the pandemic and for other things that he moved a little bit farther away from where those people live. And would they have invited him at, like they have for the past, I don't know, 10 years? Yeah, of course they would have. But they didn't because they can't. And yeah. it, it's that it's that like warm nature there is to holidays, which is when we, you know, when we see that like, Hey, I have a thing I'm doing. You don't have a thing you're doing. Why don't you be a part of my thing? That Mm -hmm. doesn't get to happen this year. And that's really challenging because that's part of, I think the spirit of any holiday and you having people that you love and, you know, wanting them to be a part of whatever it is you're doing. Um, And that's, that's, yeah, there's there's and, that and, part of it we're not getting. Yeah, and so I mean, like I, I, at the same time, like I, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I like, like I'm like moping around my apartment, going like, oh, no one's celebrating Christmas with me. Like that's not, you know. But like I, I guess, um, hard to, you know, it's hard to like reconcile that, you know yearning or wanting for like to, to spend time with people and to just you know be with people that you love and be with your family be with your friends and kind of uh like reconcile that with living alone you know and obviously if you know if situations were different like i would be going out and, and, and like it wouldn't be a you know living alone wouldn't be a uh necessarily like a detriment you know but given the certain the the current circumstances of hey you really shouldn't be seeing anybody who doesn't you know live in your immediate household well that kind of eliminates all people you know so it's been um very strange the last few weeks you know i've been doing a lot of uh, you know a lot of reflecting and uh and it's been a a lonelier uh holiday season than i'm used to um, not necessarily in like a bad way but it, it's definitely been noticeable and it's definitely been different i think i think that's part of realizing what you have you know it's like i felt that way with with when hanukkah went by this year too it's kind of uh, hanukkah at my grandparents house is very similar to what caroline described as christmas at at her family's house it's, it's, it's that big 30 person gathering that everyone comes in for and you know we get it catered and it's like a whole nine yards and and i see family i don't usually get to see i love seeing those family my family that lives in like connecticut and that just lives in different parts of jersey that we're not as close with that we see during the year and it was a much lonelier hanukkah this year even though i got to spend it with kel and i zoomed with my grandparents and we zoomed with my immediate family but it's it's not the same and yeah. it didn't necessarily make me sad because we found other ways to embrace the holiday and we had our, our own thing. And I still found meaning out of the holiday for myself as a Jewish person. But it felt a lot lonely. There wasn't that one big day of noise that we had every year during Hanukkah that made it part of that holiday. And it, it created that a little gap in the beginning of December for me. And it, it's, it's weird to have those things kind of go by. It's like you can recognize that they are it is it is a it is a sad ish feeling. I'm not necessarily like like you said, I'm not I wasn't moping 
about it during during yeah. Hanukkah, but I wasn't. I I but I but I did miss it. Like like I wanted it. Yeah, or like uh, something was missing. Uh, yeah, there was an ingredient to my Hanukkah that wasn't there. Well, are, are we gonna? Yeah, he's going. I was just going to say, like, thinking about uh, what Matt said about, and, and Mitch too, about using this time to kind of like reflect on the year. Um, I think it's also helping me to look ahead to see what I want next year's holidays to look like. While I did miss yeah. my family, there were a few things that I can say that I, I, uh, I didn't miss. You know, there's some of that family drama that I didn't have to deal with. I got to um, really relax and and kind of do that self reflection at the end of the year that I can't say I've done other years because there's just been so much running around and so much pageantry. And so kind of stripping it back this year was really nice. Um, so, you know, just thinking about what I want to bring into the new year and how I want to celebrate next year. Um, Cause I, I'm sure it's going to look, I am sure next year is also going to look different than we anticipate it to be, but that's, you know, looking a little bit far ahead. I can't believe you're anticipating. I'm not anticipating anything. <laughs> Hey guys, I have a question. Is my mic is my microphone good? Yes, yes. Greg, it's good. Mitch, what is your question? I have a question. So if you if I say the word Christmas or holidays, like holiday seasons, what's the first emotion that comes to mind for you? Oh. First thing, holiday seasons make me feel blah. Cold. Interesting. Okay. Weather-wise, though, not like emotionally. But okay, so that's, that's right. No, that's not an answer to the question. Then, so hmm. I, I was gonna say it, the exact opposite. I, I was gonna say warm. Yeah, warm. Yeah, like, I, I, think I think about the weather way. being like emotionally and just like being in like a very like kind of place, and like everyone's in a good mood. You know, whenever you, when you run into your friends or you run into whatever everyone's in kind of the same like oh it's a happy time of year and everyone's like you know all about it um and i think that's another thing that i am now just now that i'm kind of talking through it that i'm realizing that i miss right is all of those little kind of uh those little like secondary emotions yeah. like you kind of get that sense that like everyone else around me is also we're all in the same place you know we're all you know celebrating the holidays and spending time with people we love and and everyone's just in a good mood and it kind of like it permeates throughout society in a way and because of you know we're supposed to socially distance all the, all that jazz like i'm not getting any of that now you know what i mean it just like you know, walking around, whatever, or, or, or driving in my car. It just feels like a, like another week, you know? Gosh, do you have a, a better, do you have a better word than uh, another word besides cold that you would use? Um, not really sure. I, too much on the I, spot. I, too much on the spot. No, I, 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 well, when I'm sitting here trying to figure out is if I don't have a good answer to that because it's a good question and I haven't thought about it, or if it's because this year has numbed me a little bit towards how I think about any given time of year since it's been a little bit harder to track. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm not really sure where I really land on it. I'm not sure what holiday means to me this year. 
So, because for some people, and this is something that I've learned very recently in talking to some people, is that a lot of people look at the holiday season as a stressful time. I think that's kind of interesting. Like, that's the interesting. You see what I'm saying? So, like, stress is is from the pageantry. The stress is from, oh, what are we bringing to Aunt Carla's? Yeah, and what are we, and I have to get something for Cousin Johnny. And... I oh if I don't pick up the dessert for Uncle Stu, he's gonna have a fit. Um, you know, it's all of that. While for some people, the holidays for them is defined by that particular emotion. And this year, they don't have that. So there's some people that I've spoken to that are like totally cool with like, yep, I don't have to see my family. It's great. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sad to me, in all honesty. Like. As much as it's stressful, you know, dealing with my own family and, and its own quirks, I I find myself like you, Matt, I, and, and Josh, and I, I miss that. Mitch, I think I, I agree with you, but I think a better way of looking at it and the better way of thinking about it would be that not that, like, it's sad that some people are happy about not seeing their family, right? But I think the way to look at it is to think about that, like, you should be thankful and grateful for the fact that you miss your family, right? That this is uh, yeah. a shitty thing. Right? Right? Be thankful that you have family that you miss. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Point. But uh, you know, I'm definitely guilty of having said that this holiday season of like, especially around Thanksgiving, or it's just kind of like, oh my god, like don't have to see the fam. <laughs> like, just I, I mean as most people do, I have a complicated relationship with my family. So yeah, if I didn't see him this Christmas, it would really suck. But also there would be part of me that would be like, oh, good, no drama. Yeah, okay. and, so, and so like, I mean, I think to, to I bet some of those people who are saying like, ah, oh, I don't get that. I don't have to see my family. This is great. It's, it's a way of focusing on the, the good part about it, right? Obviously, right. you know, there, you know, uh, there's, I shouldn't say obviously. I'm sure there are people out there who are happy 100% that they don't get to see their family this year for Christmas. But um, would imagine are probably in a similar vote as you, Caroline. Like I feel a similar. Some family members that like, you know what? Like, if we didn't have to talk for an extended period of time over Christmas, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Um, but uh. You know, and it's it, it makes it easier to accept the fact that like Christmas is different this year by saying like, oh, thank God I don't have to talk to fucking Uncle Jim this year. Like, oh man, I don't get to see mom and dad this year. Like, yeah, honestly, guys, I think I'm one of those people who can honestly say like, I'm glad I don't have to see my family this year. Um, but really? the thing that is, yeah, yeah, I'm the thing that is making me sad though is seeing how. It is affecting the people that I care about. You know, I I don't necessarily like going home all the time. There's always some sort of drama. I have a complicated relationship with my family as well. But seeing, uh, like, I didn't realize how much joy the holiday season brings my mom, brings my aunt. And and seeing that kind of, like, sucked out of them this year made me kind of sad. And and it made me, you know, kind of rethink, like, where do I stand with these people? Do I, because I can remember going home for holidays and being like, oh, when is this shit going to end? And now that I'm completely totally, deprived totally. of that, I'm like, how do I feel about it? Do I miss them or am I just 
sad for them kind of thing. So I think like going back to self-reflection, it's just been, it's brought up a whole bunch of emotions that like I didn't expect to, to have to confront this year. That's actually really good. I'm glad you brought that up, Kel, because I, I, now that hearing you say that, I almost, I can totally empathize with that, that feeling of like, I am personally, I'm not like super broken up about like, oh, I don't get to see my family this year because like, I know I'll see them again. Like, uh, mm -hmm. there'll be mm -hmm. another time for us to with each other. Um, but hearing talk about how like she was very upset about that like she wasn't gonna get to see like her sister on christmas and like uh and things like that it just kind of gave me a different perspective that like i wasn't necessarily prepared to have um yeah exactly and i think and it it helps you kind of realize that the holiday season is you know and, and how it means different things to different people everyone's kind of dealing with with these changes in a different way and i think everyone's just trying to do their best to you know to make do yeah definitely i I, I would also add because Mitch, listening to Mitch's description of why some people find the holidays stressful reminded me very much so of my childhood um <laughs> Yeah, because uh, you know, I I love I love getting gifts from my friends. It is also a logistical nightmare to get gifts from my friends and takes up a lot of my time, which is fine. But I also grew up like kind of broke, um, and the holidays is always a stressful time in my family because there was oftentimes like you know we were never living in destitute, but like there were times when like you know Christmas was really thin that year. Which was fine for like me and my siblings. We didn't really give a shit, but it stressed my parents the fuck out. Um, they always felt embarrassed about it, and it always led to some a lot of like awkward Thanksgivings where they just felt like they weren't giving enough, and because there were there were some thin years in there, and it led to it being sometimes a stressful holiday. You said awkward Thanksgivings. You meant Christmases. Right? I, yes, yes, right. I'm at I'm at Christmases. Yeah, sorry about that. Thank you, engineer. Just doing my part. And honestly, now um, that you you brought that up, thinking about like, like we're we're gonna be okay because we have our apartment. We're we're chilling. We're hanging in. We can see our families next year. We can uh, talk via Zoom. But there are a lot of people out there this year who don't have those luxuries of even getting to see their families or having a, a warm meal, especially because of the the effects of COVID. So, um, yeah, it it's just so, a lot to think about. Thing that. I want to mention that, you know, I think part of why I'm of the mindset of, oh, well, I'll see my family another time is I'm fortunately in the boat where, you know, I don't really have any like super elderly relatives who I'm worried about, like not getting to see. Um, and right, so, right. you know, like, so like, you know, my grandmother passed away ago now and like if if this pandemic had happened then right and we were worried about like you know getting together with my grandmother like you know how much time does she have left that kind of thing i i can't even imagine like what you know just the kind of monkey wrench that that would throw in the situation of like 
you know, wanting to be responsible, but also not willing to see your grandmother. And so, like, I, I, I don't know elderly family members who, who you guys are, you know, either, you know, trying to, trying to see or kind of like caught in a predicament with or. Yeah, I haven't seen my grandma all year, man. I miss her, dude. It does. It, it, it is another layer to it. So I can just uh, give you a firsthand account that see so, somebody. Oh, for uh, you though, like and and know that and yeah, like you said, like the like I like the time is precious, man. You know, it's running out. Yeah. And some people are closer to that end than others. And my yeah. grandmother's doing well. She's alive and healthy. But man, dude, she's eighty-six. You never know. So like you're we'll not going to see her this. But so you're not going to Christmas. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I I would usually see her for Thanksgiving. Sometimes she comes in for Christmas. I haven't seen her for either. Mm-hmm. She'd be in, in April for Easter. She didn't come in for that. Sometimes she'd come in July. She you know she she would frequently come up here and visit. She lives down in Florida. But uh yeah, you know it it it's it, it, it weighs on my on my mind every once in a while. I try not to look at it that way. I try to be a little bit more positive thinking about it, not looking at it like this is a uh, time that I'm potentially might not have anymore after this is all over. But I am just, I just pray and hope that uh, I will be able to have that time with my family and specifically with my grandmother um, yeah. for this time to subside and for sure. Is our microphones bad again? Uh, no, but you there's an echo. We'll get to the bottom of this. Okay. Uh, is, glad Greg's here. is there still an echo? No, you're good. No. Cool. I don't know what we do without you, Greg. I don't know what I would do without me. Oh, wait, I am without me. Sorry, what were you guys talking about? Underly grandparents? Yeah, and potentially not having time to see them after this is over. And, and unfortunately, that's just something we have to, to gamble with. Well, no, I, I think... It's part of the thing that's come out of the pandemic in general, which is just the idea of realizing, getting a better appreciation for time. Um, you know, as talked about a little bit previously, um, it's become difficult to grasp often because it is tough to have identifiers for how much time has gone by when you can't do a lot of things you're used to doing, you know outdoor activities might have been fine, but you were used to doing them with groups, and now you can't do groups, so which means you're not doing those outdoor activities, so summer didn't feel the same, and yada, yada, yada. And I think that extends a little bit into how you're looking at your family, you know, um, and how you're looking at the long-term viability of gatherings in general. Um, and again, it's just, it's just, you know, it's how you're looking at, it, it, it's a reevaluation of your own standing, and how you interact with your family and your relationships and all of these things that you probably thought about before the pandemic when you needed to, but now they're becoming more active 
thoughts because the, it, there is a thing that is constantly interfering with your ability to do the things that we obviously all took for granted prior. Uh, and and whether it's on a large scale like Christmas or on a small scale like Sunday brunch, and it's just it, it's just another thing to give you something else to think about in terms of how you're interacting and what you what you have. So I'm curious to know um, for everybody here, because we can't do, you know, big gatherings when our Christmas looks a little different this year. How have you guys been like keeping your spirits up? What kind of festive activities have you been partaking in to kind of bring back some of that holiday cheer that we might be missing? I don't know. I keep saying we, let's be honest. I, and this is by no way an insult to Greg. But I've been doing all the Christmas heavy lifting, but basically because every year I put this pressure on myself to like do a bunch of Christmas stuff. Um, but I'm happy we did. Um, a lot of baking. We saw some light displays. Um, Cal was saying before she watched me put together a gingerbread house over Zoom. Like just like doing, um, honestly, the things I normally would do for Christmas just in a, you know, scaled down manner i normally would do a whole bunch of baking and cooking and um you know the one thing that i haven't been able to replicate though that i actually kind of believe we're not i'm really missing this year is we're not I, we're not gonna be able to go to christmas eve mass or anything nope big big crowd sets out there's there's plenty of other people who need mass on a christmas eve sunday yeah, then that spot. yeah then we don't we don't need to take their spot of it <laughs> um well, i mean like is there not is there not like a online thing you guys can do or yeah jesus saves over wi-fi now this is true this is true wwjd um, what would jesus do but with wi-fi <laughs> No, I actually, um, in that vein, I actually started a, I didn't tell Greg this, but um, I have an email thread going with my dad where we're doing some Advent reflections between the two of us. So that religious aspect, oh, that's, cool. that's how. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a um, I don't know, I guess a speaker, author, a Catholic guy that we both, we both follow who does these like guided reflections that they get emailed to us and my dad and I are both on the subscription list so we've just been kind of doing them together that's really cool yeah why haven't you told me about that that's very nice um I don't know for some reason I feel none, weird about none it. of your goddamn business Greg I mean you're not wrong I don't know I, so I, I I get really weird about telling Greg like if I actually really want to go to church some weekend, I'm like, I actually want, he's like, Oh, we don't have to go. I'm like, I know we don't have to, but like, you know, to. that's, that's what's funny though, is, is like you mentioning midnight mass. I like constantly forget that Christmas isn't basically a secular holiday. Like, cause when I think of Christmas, I think of a fat red guy. I think, yeah. I think yep. of wreaths and trees. I think of presents and the, the Lord and savior, Jesus Christ has not crossed my mind once. I'll tell you that. I didn't expect you. Yeah, I mean, you're also yeah. Jewish. So. Well, I know I'm Jewish, but what I'm saying is like, you know, when Easter rolls around, I think about Jesus popping out of stone saying, here I am. But like, <laughs> I don't think of, I don't think of Christmas as Jesus's birthday party much. Like, I don't, I know. Well, I think, 
Well, I mean, the thing is, like, to your point, Josh, Christmas has really kind of taken on its own secondary identity. You know, a Christian, like, Jewish, and you're celebrating Christmas. Obviously not as a Christian holiday, but as a holiday of spreading joy and spending time with people you love, right? Like, Well, I mean, my dad is Catholic, so there was the... It was a vaguely religious element to it, I guess, growing up. But we never got the religious side. Like my dad never went to midnight mass or anything. But uh, well, my like so my like, grandma was a very like put keep or keep the Christ in Christmas kind of person. Um, she was she would we uh, prioritize like mass and you know saying our prayers and stuff like that, like around the holiday season and and you know uh, participating in in. Uh, we're like doing the advent calendar and things like that. Like, uh, so no, I, I can understand. Were you raised Catholic? What was that, Matt? Were you raised yeah, Catholic? Yeah, yeah, I was raised Catholic. Yes, I was. Yes, I have since strayed far from the church. But uh, yeah, I guess I would say so, I'm like non so I'm the only one then here in the podcast who, who, I'm the only one here who, who didn't have at least one parent who was Catholic, right? I mean, because Greg, you and Mitchell, like, you guys, up going to Catholic church, right? Yeah, well, Greg's oh, mom. Yeah. But we are huh? we got a lot of Jew blood in us. So, yeah. Which I only a couple of episodes ago. Um we're we're a bit of a religious mutt there, you know? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Um interesting. But, yeah, but Christmas was, yeah, but Christmas I, was, like, I, was very <laughs> What'd you say? My grandmother always tells me I look like the rabbi. Her. The rabbi. <laughs> Greg, you don't look like any rabbi. <laughs> the rabbi. You know that's wrong. Tell me. <laughs> Please. It's the like engineer. the head rabbi. The, the engineer's like going pole, back into right? the studio. Enjoy yeah, the rest Greg, of the Greg, podcast. Greg. Judaism is isn't a centralized religion, man. There's there's no head the rabbi. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He lives next to the Pope. Him and the Pope live next to each other, and they uh, run. Uh... Total aside here. Total, total, total. That yeah. Pope Francis liked an Instagram model's picture on Instagram. That's amazing. I mean, I, I see those. That girl is I, I always think that they're fake. I, I don't know. It's too easy to edit text. Like, yeah, I can't believe it. If he was confronted, like, about it, I'm sure he would have, like, he has some beautiful reason about it. Like, the things he says about, like, even sex workers. <laughs> some of the, like, liberal stuff that comes the, out by every day. I'm, I'm just thrilled. It was it was a picture of like a girl in a locker room wearing like a really really short plaid skirt bending over. Oh, <laughs> like I said, God like, made that. Like, like it wasn't like it wasn't even a you couldn't even be like oh I thought this was nice or whatever. It's like <laughs> was she getting good grades on your school classes? <laughs> And so, also to your point though, I don't know if it was real. It could have. It was probably fake. But I saw that on like a, a headline in my news feed thing I was scrolling through yesterday, 
and thought that was fucking hilarious. Thank you for sharing. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to Christmas. Back to Christmas. Speaking of keeping anyway, the- Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> So we've actually been watching uh, a lot of, a few, not a lot of, a few Christmas movies. We watched two. Yeah, that's a few. A couple, <laughs> a couple of Christmas movies. Which Get one? off my back. <laughs> Joshua, which one? I forget. <laughs> we, we watched Die Hard and then the new Hulu movie, Happy's Season. Oh, I watched that. How was it? We have, uh, well, I don't know about we, I have complaints. I enjoyed it, but we are very two different people well, when we watch movies. I'm going to take a moment to to plug um, uh, Juicing the Big Screen, the podcast that I host with our good and dear friend Corwin Heller, um, where we talk about movies, and we talked about these two movies. So if you want to hear my full thoughts on Happiest Season, which was the movie that I had picked, you can check out the show there. That's Juicing the Big Screen. Um, but Where can they check it out? Juicing the juicing the big screen available where all podcasts are found. <laughs> like a real good well time. Said, Josh. That was really good. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I know how to how shameless to self promote. You really yeah. know how to throw a shameless plug in there. I, I hope I, I hope one day I can master that art like yourself. <laughs> well, you know, Greg, if you take a marketing class, you'd know a thing or two. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there are two movies that our holiday traditions in my family and i always feel a little silly telling people this because like these movies or this one particular movie isn't great but uh we always watch chevy chase's christmas vacation and classic valid fantastic you know what i'm talking about uh and then uh charlie brown christmas oh Oh, yeah that's a good one yeah that's awesome yeah, and, we, and so we're thinking we're thinking this year, like we're going to try to stream them with our our family on Zoom this year. Um, I'm hoping that's the case, but uh, yeah, but those are two classics that we're hoping to get in this year. Kel, which one do you not like? I always get get shit for uh, for Christmas Vacation. People think it's a really? dumb movie. Really? That's a I mean, that's a classic. It's a silly that's movie. A- but yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's like it's my dad. It's like my dad's humor to a T. So like we, it's just tradition. We just watch it every year. Um, it's something that we look forward to. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping we'll bring that tradition to this apartment. But we'll see how that goes. My Can personal I favorite. Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Go no, no. You go. You go. I was gonna say my personal favorite Christmas movie is uh, uh, Rudolph. Red nosed reindeer, like it. I, I, it's it's always on in my house, like over Christmas, like we always watch it. Um, You're a big Burl Lives fan. Yeah, I guess. Wait, so you're talking about Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer, like the, <laughs> like Santa's reindeer, yeah, no, uh, yeah. like um, like that clay, like. Like it's like live action, but it's not live action. It's like it's like yeah. animated yeah. but live. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Claymation. Claymation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's from like the, it's old as shit. Yeah, I um, love the year without a Santa Claus, the one that's done in that same style, the one with the I'm Mister Heat Miser. Yes, that's a classic. Oh, so without a Santa Claus. Yeah. 
watched um, Home Alone the other night. That's my one movie I have to watch every Christmas. I have to watch Home Alone. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you're bringing back so many memories. Like I used to watch all of these as a kid. I've seen Home Alone. So long. Oh, you've got to. Yeah, go watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, you'll be so happy you did. It's a Joe Pesci classic. Do you like uh, Home Alone, the original, <laughs> two or three best? Oh, yeah. original. Why are you even asking this question? I heard Home Alone 2 gets a lot of rave reviews. No, Trump's in so that one. I I like I like Home Alone 2. I like I totally understand that I'm in the wrong. Home Alone 1 is a better movie. I like Home Alone 2 though. I get way more hurt in the house. I guess Wait, not. Matt. Did you say? Did you say in Home Alone two they get way more hurt in the house? They get way more hurt in Home Alone two, and I just like it so much better. Like, right, way, I think murder. Yeah, it's all about the hijinks. I uh, I I really enjoy Home Alone two as well. To the face. He like the paint cans on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did I hear Matt uh, saying that? Die he hard. Yes, that is what Matt said. Oh, that's disgusting. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I never watched Home Alone 2, I don't think. You don't eh, what are you missing? <laughs> okay. So I guess the same goes for Home Alone 3. It's kind of the same kid in Home so, Alone. Caroline, all I was saying was I agree that Home Alone 1 is a better movie. I personally like Home Alone 2. In the house in Home Alone 2. I mean, I, I like a spot of violence, so I can appreciate that. I can respect it. I don't like a spot of violence. I like fucking over-the-top Quentin Tarantino-style violence. Like, Matt, look who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I don't really care for Christmas movies. I just don't give a shit. Have we talked about Elf yet? Oh, man. Oh, fuck off. What do you mean, fuck off? God, that movie's insufferable. So this is what I was saying about about a particular someone thinking that Christmas Vacation is dumb. Well, no, because it is a dumb. But you're so harsh to like to Christmas movies that are part of like traditions for people. Like no, people no, enjoy that's Elf. It's Chevy Chase, but I mean, all right. So, well, okay. what is your gripe with Elf? What's what's wrong with Elf? I don't want to watch a grown man act like a five-year-old for an hour and a half and then somehow end up fucking Joey Deschanel. It's a weird movie. I guess the whole... Well, do you have a... Do you like any Will Ferrell movies? Or is it just you don't like Will Ferrell movies? Oh, I hate Will Because that I understand. Uh, Okay, so so that... That makes more sense. So it's not that you don't like... Will Ferrell in Elf is the worst version of Will Ferrell because at least in the other versions of, of of his character... He plays someone who knows he's an adult, and an elf, it's like he's playing someone who thinks he's, like, 12 because of the whole aging difference in, in the mechanics that they say in the up yeah. in the North Pole. And, yeah. oh, my God, it's I can't stand him in it. It's so much worse than he usually is. I think it's charming. So there's the documentary now on uh, on Netflix, and they made a they made a couple different episodes of these, but it's like the movies that made us, or like the toys that made us, and they released uh, the Christmas movies that made us, and they did the one about Elf. Um, did you watch it? Yeah, it's really good. It's really interesting. And it's really interesting, and Josh, it's really interesting you bring up that point because 
when you think about it, Elf is actually Will Ferrell's first big break. Movie break. Movie break, right? He was always on SNL. You follow? Uh, is so. is that really is that really how the time how the timeline works out? Like, was he? Yes, was the he big, not in the big, like the big situation? Was, Knight or... No, no, no. Talladega Nights came in two thousand five, and the big deal is that what came out. Will, Elf was really supposed to be Will Ferrell's first lead role, but there was one movie that Will Ferrell was in that came out right before Elf that was really scary for the release of Elf. What movie was it? That Will Ferrell was also in? It was old school. Yeah, old school. That movie's hilarious. He was playing, he was playing like a very vul, not like vulgar, but you know. Right, it was a vulgar movie, but you know, going back to what Josh was saying, he wasn't playing a child in that in that movie. He was playing a child in Elf. So the executives were scared shitless when they found out about Elf, and or when they found when when the reactions from old school came out, and you know from Will Ferrell going from one role to this childish role in Elf, it was it was a nerve wracking thing. But Elf so, was like well, really well was, received. Which one yeah. was old school? Is old school with Vince Vaughn? Was Ben Stiller in that? No, what's his name? Not Owen Wilson. Luke. Oh, Luke? I'm th- oh, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of semi pro. I'm thinking of semi. Will Ferrell's break would it? But wouldn't it have been Zoolander. Luke Wilson, Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, or or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. He or wasn't Austin the Powers, guy who shagged me. He wasn't the lead movie role. He wasn't the lead I mean, in any of those. Yeah, no. I, I I get that he's not a lead, but I'm I'm just I'd be hard pressed to call that a, a a breakout then if he's not if he's a major player in all those films. And probably not calling it a breakout, but calling it his first, not calling it his major breakthrough, but calling it his first like lead role in a film. Yes. Uh, right. All right. People knew who Will Ferrell was before that, and he kind of crafted his character in that movie. When you look at his career, I I, I haven't looked at it that way. Like, cause we all know Will Ferrell plays one character. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess Greg and Caroline's point, which is something I haven't thought about before, is that Elf is really where he kind of started creating that character. Because all of his characters after that are kind of childish. Ron Burgundy, come on, mm-hmm. he has like the maturity of a yeah, I mean, world. They're, they're all yep. in a similar vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I totally understand when people say, like, I don't like Will Ferrell movies because he's kind of the same in all of his movies. And so, like, like, just doesn't jive with you, then you're not going to like any of his Yeah, they're all bad. (laughs) (laughs) Will Will Ferrell is the worst part of every movie he's in. I'm so now, sorry. What about now? What about Die Hard, though? What about it? I just wanted to say. Okay, Die Hard is a great it's script. It's a, did you do you already talk about Die Hard on your on your? We talked about on the podcast, but I I am I'm here for more conversation about it. I fucking love Die Hard, man. It is it is just the best. It's the tits, like. If I you think I heard Caroline and... making a point off in the distance. Caroline? What? We're here. Was it? Was Caroline saying something? No. Oh, I... No, Greg says. Yeah, it was. <laughs> no, you weren't. 
<laughs> no, I wasn't. You see, I, I speak on a frequency that just doesn't register in Greg's brain. So um it's called the fiance frequency. Do you have to keep commentating every two seconds? Fucking shit. I guess I'll stop talking during a podcast. <laughs> that is what you said you would do. So Caroline, please continue. Being engineered. No, I, I just really I, I do like Die Hard as a movie, but if one more person says, I didn't just have I'm like, okay, you're edgy. I get it. <laughs> Wait, what? You cut out a little bit there. Die Hard? No, I I, lo- I was saying I love Die Hard as a movie, but I swear to God, if I have to hear one more bro tell me that their favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard, I'm going to lose my mind. Yo, like, bro. Bro. Yeah. The greatest Christmas movie. <laughs> bro, like you don't even know. <laughs> uh, the best Christmas movie is Passion of the Christ. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's, that's what I want to hear. Honestly, the Grinch just takes the cake that's for me one. personally. Ooh, that is a good one. That is and good every one. rendition of it has been. Oh, hold on, hold on. Good. Jim Carrey, right? Jim Carrey is the one I'm thinking of. But, Jim Carrey but or the animated? All the, all the animated ones have also yeah, been good, in my opinion. Well, you know, and here here's why I think those and- are really good Christmas movies and why I generally dislike Christmas movies. Because I hate the way Christmas movies use magic and reality in a way that will never add up. You either have a situation where there's magic, like Santa delivering gifts, but then how do the parents know that the gifts are there and it's never going to be explained? Or there's magic that comes and goes, like in Santa Claus, that's always bullshit. And Joshua, like, that's the magic of Christmas. Thing, I don't like the fact that it can just be explained by like, hey, it's the magic of Christmas. Fuck you. Now he's little. Now he doesn't have a beard. Um, but I... Spoken. But that's, what I Spoken. About, that's what I like about Christmas. Oh. Like, the Christmas old Christmas has a plot, a through line, and everything makes sense. Yeah, he's Josh, a... That, hold on. Everything makes sense. Like, he's okay. literally like a mythical creature. I was about yeah, to say the same thing. <laughs> Oh boy! He exists in the reality where there where there there is a Grinch and there is who people and then everything else stays in that. Realm. So the magic of Christmas is where we lose you, but you can when it stand can be used as Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, building three times its size was that? Does that make sense? Totally. <laughs> His heart just enlarging and he didn't have a heart attack. Is that okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's symbolic. Him also being like eight feet tall. <laughs> so the symbolism can. <laughs> the Grinch, but nowhere else. It, it can exist in a fan, in a literal fantasy world, but not if we're trying to tie it into actual reality. The idea that Santa Claus is going to come to your parents' house, who don't believe in Santa Claus and 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 don't and you know don't think he's real and don't believe in magic, but then put presents under the tree that the parents never question but like, and Christmas, go along with is goofy. Christmas movies are for like families and children. Like I know, but did you I'm not did you believe in? But but because your dad was Catholic, did you believe in Santa Claus when you were younger? Uh, yeah. So at one point in time, you could say that you did believe in the magic of Christmas. I don't know what that means. Oh, all that but you don't even all that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, Josh, you're asking Josh, you're asking the wrong questions out of these movies. You're going into it with the wrong mindset. Christmas is not a time for us to give explanations of of why things should be panning out the way they are. It's just a time for celebration, a time for magic. The time for Santa Claus to come and get gifts. You're not going to get. 
I, I think it, it, analyzing it more than the movie intended on being analyzed. It's literally the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, well, because it is, I mean, it's ultimately <laughs> intended for children. Right, but th- then it shouldn't be weird when I say that I don't like them. You don't but, ever enjoy yeah. going back and like reliving the things that you consumed as a kid? What about Dunkaroos? You don't like Dunkaroos anymore? Those not for adults? <laughs> but that, that's food. <laughs> they don't make sense. It's a good me. analogy. <laughs> when was the last time anybody had Dunkaroos? Oh, I've been dying uh, since, they come, since they came back out. I need to get, get them. So long. I don't even know. Mom used to buy those for us all the time. She used to get those massive boxes at BJ's. There'd be like 36 of them in a box. Fat ass would eat a bunch of them. Can we also uh, remember Lunchables for a second? How fucking gross they were? My mother would not. She was not the kind of mom that would throw Lunchables in the in the box. She would like, if I Lunchables, she'd say, you can't have that. No, you can't have that. <laughs> The real hero. But for some reason, she let me have Dunkaroos. I don't know. I don't know why that line was drawn. To me, they're about the same. I have, you I know, Dunkaroos have come out. Any better. They taste different. I'm telling you, they taste different. I've had them. They don't taste as good. Oh, maybe you're just older. What do you think the real magic of Christmas is? What are we talking about? Magic I mean- of Christmas? The magic of Christmas, to Kel's point, is the magic that we create when we take everything away. Mm, that's got to be like the tagline of this episode. That was really good, Mitch. That was good. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's I think what we, we create. I think we end yeah, when on... When I start that. adding taglines to these shows, that's right. Really, I'll put yeah. that in. Yeah. I'm nervous to talk again. All right, Greg, you're allowed to talk. Is it better? To say bye. It's fine. We're, we're 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 wrapping up. Give us some closing thoughts about what this holiday represents for you, Greg, Caroline. No, I, I'll go. To, I'll, I'll defer. I'll defer. Well, it was nice talking to you. All, uh, oh, it was nice talking to all of you. you yeah, can. I look forward to it. Soon. How long was this? How long have we been going for? Like almost two hours. Probably no. First off, Greg, we've been going for an hour and a half, and also thirty minutes of this is technical difficulties. <laughs> so, we're, we're learning as we we've go. We've probably got twenty-five minutes of audio in here. No, Greg, you're learning as we go. The three, the three and four of us have been doing this for. A yeah, few we're months. we're all set and solid, Greg. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, Merry Matt, Christmas, you, everybody. Any, hold on, real quick. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Matt, do you have anything you want to say before we before we get out of here? Uh, you know, not really. Uh, we're coming up on the end of 2020, you know, and it's been a hell of a ride. I know we, we've got some thoughts. We have an episode coming out on on New Year's, so we'll we'll kind of save the year end recap for that episode. But just wanted to say that, um, you know, this however many weeks we've been doing this podcast has been a lot of fun. This has been a year of a lot of firsts and uh, I'm excited to make next year even better. That's a wonderful thought, Matt. 
Um, I, I'm also looking very much looking forward to our, our New Year's episode next week as we kind of go through resolutions and, and what went on with this year as we as we look towards the next. Um, I, I want to thank the uh, all of you guys for, for, for joining in and, and sharing part of your night with us and, and being able to help us, uh, you know, get a, a special episode out for the holiday. I hope all of you guys have a have a Merry Christmas. If I I'll talk to all of you guys before New Year, so I'm not gonna, I'm not worrying about that. But uh, you know, um, thanks for joining in, and uh, I'm really glad we got to get this together. So Merry Christmas, everybody! Uh, for all of you folks out Merry there, Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry uh, Christmas. For all you folks that, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at um, uh, YCBS Pod, and if you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at um, YCBSPod at gmail.com. And uh, until next Friday for the New Year's Day episode, y'all have a good one. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. All a good night.